One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today, we've got a crazy story of sticking it to a sexist man. But first, a story from My Name is Lucifer. Contract Flex In 2018, big changes happened for me. I got my AA, Associates of Arts degree, and was accepted into a new college to get my BA, Bachelor of Arts degree. Spoiler alert, I got my BA. The school change meant I had to leave my current job and get a new one. It's a commuter school, I live near it, but keeping the job didn't make sense. I also had a five-week trip abroad planned over the summer to celebrate getting my AA, first in family. Prior to this trip, I interviewed with Jobs and was very direct as to what I was looking for. None of my interviewees got back to me before my trip. That sucked, but whatever. I had a fallback plan. Toward the end of my trip, a few got back to me. I started email negotiations with them and eventually made my choice. My first red flag could have been avoided by sending over a digital contract to be signed. We agreed that I'd start the job two weeks before school started, after school nanny. They changed their mind last minute and said I'd start the day school starts. I, at the time, had 11 years experience in this field. Time with the kids before school started was important. Build a relationship before being a homework drill sergeant. The job goes, the mom boss is not warm, and I'm not bonding with the kids. As she comes home early every day, especially when I planned a fun trip or project. No big deal, I have guaranteed hours so I'm still getting paid. Well, the semester for me is almost over, and I have to sign up for next semester's classes. Problem? There isn't a single class schedule I could make that would have me available all five days a week after school. I inform mom boss. She says they could figure out the other days. I ask her if she could keep her ears open for the other two days. She agrees. Finding a a two-day-a-week morning nanny job is like finding a needle in a haystack. My contract states I have to give six weeks notice to quit and vice versa. Important detail for later, I let mom boss know my hunt isn't going smoothly. She suggests I do gig work or work customer service. I kindly reply, gig work is unpredictable income and I can't afford to live off part-time wages of customer service. My parents don't support me, I don't live at home and I'm an older college student. Eventually, I had to give my six weeks notice, as while looking to make her job work, I found another job, working with my new schedule, with more pay and a better location. After I gave notice, a holiday break came. I was given time off as grandparents came to town. No big deal, remember, my contract has guaranteed hours. I then go back to work, ask for my pay. Mom boss says, no, you didn't work. I say, it's in the contract, I have guaranteed hours. They say, no, you broke the contract by quitting. I say, I'm working within the contract. I gave six weeks as you wanted and not the standard four weeks. Breaking the contract would be me giving you less than six weeks. They say, you didn't work. I'm not paying you. I say, that would be you breaking the contract. Pull the contract out, point out the guaranteed hours, the schedule, and where it says we continue to work through the notice period. She says some choice words and sticks it to me. I say, it sounds like you knowingly gave me two weeks off with no intent to pay. That is breaking the contract. Giving notice is not. Mom boss argues about that. 
I say, it appears the contract is void. It also says if a breach in contract happens on your behalf, I'm to be paid my salary in full for six weeks and not return to work. I'm going to be nice and give you one last chance to think about your choices. Pay me for the two weeks and I finish out the remainder of the six weeks or you magically don't have a nanny show up because you voided the contract and I flex my legal rights to force you to pay up. Mom boss's jaw drops, chooses to pay me, but as she does so, calls me a heartless witch and some other names. I say, really? Name calling? It says here under cause that that is a hostile work environment and I can just leave and get the full six weeks pay. Mom boss stuttering. I was then paid the two weeks in question, paid one week bonus to not leave her in a jam, worked one week after that conversation before she found my replacement and let me go with the remainder of my notice period paid in full. Contracts are the best. Contracts are the best if you have a say in what goes into them and you understand what's in them. If you're working any job, whether it's babysitting or maybe a fast food job, are you going to read over any contract thoroughly before you sign it? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is from Mitten Deathfinger. Don't want to heed my warning about giving deep discounts to wealthy clients? I work for a company that does commissions for clients. I'm the manager of my department. This comes with a number of responsibilities. One of them is bidding on work. Last fall, I evaluated the current global situation and how it would be affecting the costs of our supplies and possible shortages as well as inflation. As a result, I priced a few of our pieces of work to help prepare us for the price increases that I had predicted, giving us an 8-10% to profit upon completion. A well-known client came in and contracted us to do a rather large and time-intensive project. This individual is very well off and is in no way in any danger to be going broke anytime soon. However, this client complained about the new prices. He had contracted us in the past on certain items and wanted the same work done again, but seeing the new price, he complained to the boss and threatened to go elsewhere. The owner, my boss, decided I'd price the work too high based on the complaints of this one customer. Previous customers had not batted an eye. Boss asks me to adjust the price down to be the same as the competition. Just so you know, the competition doesn't carry the same quality standards and often has a 2-3 to three year turnaround. I explained this to the boss, that my numbers were based on the increases from suppliers and subcontractors, who I speak to regularly. These companies we work with warned me beforehand about what was coming and I took it all to heart. I had passed the warning on to the boss at the time but it appeared he blew it off or forgot about it and at the time of making the new price list, he didn't complain. It wasn't until this one, somewhat well-known local client rose a stink that he decided to bring the issue up with me. So boss insisted that we should be pricing lower to keep up with the competition or we would lose this customer. Of course, I argued that it would hurt us in the long run and all we would be doing is attracting tire kickers. He stood his ground though, and I didn't have the energy to fight him on it, so in the end, he's the boss and got what he wanted. So the time came to order the supplies and pay the subcontractors. The cost of these materials, as well as the work done on them, were 90% of the price boss had agreed to the customer. This is before my own labor costs were factored in. Boss sees the bill and gets really upset and asks me what the customer was paying to have the work done. I gently reminded him that this was for rich tire kicker customer 
But because he wanted to retain rich tire kicker customer, he got what he wanted, but the company did the work at cost, and perhaps more with my labor factored in. Boss later came to me and asked me to make up a new price list. I told him I didn't need to. I did that last fall, and as long as no one gives deep discounts, we'll be in the green. He's listening to me now. I have respect for OP for doing what they could and trying to put warnings out where they could, but definitely the bottom line is the boss wants what the boss wants, and as much as a mistake as you might know it is, sometimes you just gotta let them fall on their butts. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. They're chocked full of great stories like our next one from Alberti. All the software? Enjoy a 15-minute startup time. If any YouTube slash podcast people read this, please pet your pets for me. My dog is literally right behind me and I'm going to give him some pets for OP. So this is also a tale which fits to r slash tales from tech support, but I decided to post it here. I work for a large multi-million company in which software installation and removal demands admin rights. This is due to a large-scale hacker attack which occurred before my time at the company. As one of the few IT admins, it's within my responsibility to install and remove software for all computers. One coworker of mine's laptop had seen its final days and needed to be retired to its final resting place of Valhalla like all good warriors do. I got a message from him that he needed his PC swapped and I said fine and asked him what kind of software he needed. He responded that he used everything, so I should install all we could. Keep in mind that we have software specified for roles within the company, and our company is freaking huge. I sent him the whitelisted software list and again asked him, what software do you need buddy? He answered that he couldn't be bothered to look through it and that I should simply install it all. Okay my guy, I popped the back of the poor new Lenovo machine and changed the hard disk. The original one wouldn't be able to contain the amount of crap which was about to flood the gates. For an entire week I would work on this soon to be cursed machine which was receiving software installations like orcs coming in at helms deep. I swear I could hear it cry for me to stop. But like a foie gras farmer, I just kept feeding it software. Here's the kicker. Every time I installed anything, if it had the option, I would ask it to run at launch. I probably poured 8 additional hours into this fresh machine, which very quickly works slower than a Windows Vista machine hooked up to a hamster on a wheel as its power supply. The one terabyte SSD I installed took 15 minutes to boot up every single program, which would open at launch. The greatest thing was that he couldn't undo the startup at launch because that required admin rights. To his credit, he lasted two weeks before he came back, apologized, and asked for me to redo his machine. We're friends now, but he learned not to mess with the IT guys. Being somewhat familiar with the processes OP was doing here, I can feel that secondhand pain when the guy says, eh, I'm too lazy to look, just install all of it. All of it, oh my god. Sit there babying hundreds of program installers, waiting for them to install over and over 8 hours of just letting it run in the background, keeping an eye on it, making sure this thing didn't explode from just programs trying to overload it. And by the way, I'm giving my dog some pets just for OP. Our next story is from Priority. I can't let you back in because it would disturb the audience. A friend of mine went to a theater performance and got seats in the second row. 
Just as the show properly began, he had a sudden coughing fit. Try as he might, he couldn't suppress the coughs that kept coming non-stop. He was utterly embarrassed to be disturbing the show for everyone else, so he got up and moved to the aisle as quickly as he could, and swiftly made for the exit. It was at the exit that he was stopped by theater staff. Sir, if you leave the theater now, we can't let you back in. The show has started. They say, but I'm having a coughing fit and I'm disturbing everyone in this theater. Let me out so I can have unrestrained coughs to get it over with, and please let me back in. It would only take a minute. They say, I'm sorry, sir. Once you exit, I can't let you back in. They say, what's the reasoning behind that rule? They say, we don't want movements in and out of the theater to disturb the audience. After more pointless pleading, my friend gave up and decided to walk back down the aisle, distract the audience along his row as he clambered back to his seat, and continued to cough non-stop for a significant portion of the show, ruining it for dozens of people. This just makes me think of Spider-Man. Anybody else got that scene pop up in their head here too? They just feel like sticklers to me. The kind of people that probably are satisfied saying, no, 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 you can't come back in once you leave. And our final story of the day is by Annoyed I Am. I don't want a woman to help me. About 10 years ago, worked at a big telecom co in the call center. I was the floor walker for the week assisting my colleagues with difficult orders or customers. One of my coworkers, let's name her Amanda, waves me down and says the caller refused to speak to her or any woman and wanted a man to assist him. I'm dumbfounded. Does this still exist? Obviously, yes. I let her know that I have her best interest and had an idea and to play along. I sit down, pick up the handset of the desk phone instead of plugging in my headset, introduce myself, ask how I can be of assistance. They say, oh, thank goodness, someone that can help me. I need to know, blah, 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 and proceeded to ask a question. I responded by mirroring the question back to ensure I understand his concern, ask him to wait a moment. I then, without covering the microphone, say to Amanda, he wants to know, blah, 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 what do I tell him? She's confused at first because it's a simple answer that everyone knows. Then the light turned on. She answered me verbally. I then parrot the answer back to our customer. This goes on for many questions. Finally, the customer has all the info he needs and wants to make a change to his service. I then tell him that I must have Amanda place the order, as she clearly knows more about the procedure than I do, so she will be returning to the line. I placed him on hold while she reconnected her headset. He tried to belittle her gender. We had to show him who really was the one with power. I'm not gonna lie, I do really enjoy these stories of malicious compliance, where somebody demands to put a man on the phone, only for that man that gets on the phone to quickly turn around and say, hey so and so, how do I do this? Or sorry, I'm not qualified to answer that question, I'll have to connect you to my manager and the manager ends up being the first lady that they spoke with. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 